Welcome to UBC Ultimate Business Championship, sponsored in part by Open Up Shop, your weekly dose of making it happen. Now remember, you can launch anything as long as you open up shop. So what do we have today, Jim? All right, now, so we are down here and we are in a new week of the community-based programming with the UBC. And today will be nothing short of amazing. This week, we have a true competitor with what they've been able to accomplish with other chapters in the world, but we're going to focus on what they've been able to do stateside. This week, we have Venture Cafe. They've been in the triad community for only two years, but they've made you feel the heat by building community through creative collisions with their flagship Venture Cafe gathering right here in downtown Winston-Salem at the Bailey Power Plant. Today, we'll get to take a look under the hood and see where Venture Cafe comes from and how they plan to continue to push for collaboration while making sure that we all just get along. Back up to you guys. Now let's take a deeper look. This is... This is Open Shop, the podcast... Podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Welcome to another episode of Open Up Shop, the podcast. I am your host, EA Green, and we are here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and conquer those obstacles by just getting started. All right. So by listening to the skit at the beginning of this uh, of this episode, you can hear that we are at another uh, insert for our community-based programming uh, podcast for the month of May. All right. Um, now we are going to focus a little bit more on the entrepreneurship side, a little bit deeper. And I have Karen Barnes here from Venture Cafe. Uh, Venture Cafe uh, like I said, something that I, when I first got here, wasn't here when I first moved to Winston-Salem, but once I got started, I was actually dragged to my first one. I was <laughs> kind of like voluntold that I need to be there. Wow. Um, but I am so glad that it happened. All right. So I have Karen Barnes here. Karen, uh, can you say hello, hello to everybody? Yeah. Hi. How's everybody doing? It's so great to sit down with you. All right. So can you let everybody know a little bit more about yourself? I'd be happy to. So I uh, was born and raised here in Winston-Salem, like a lot of people, you know, hightailed it out of here after I graduated from college, right. moved back here in 2000 for, mm-hmm. for a job, um, and really tried to look at it as a new city because a lot had changed since right. I, you know, was growing up here. So I was, uh, I worked my way through advertising and marketing. Mm-hmm. I've been entrepreneurial for a long time and really took the plunge in, in 2013 mm-hmm. when I opened my own marketing consultancy mm-hmm. and did that for about four years. And I about, didn't know you did that. I did. Uh, yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Okay. yeah. So I, I, my last real job, right? I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> right. uh, I worked for an advertising agency that was based in Knoxville. So I was okay. driving. Oh, 242 man. miles, you know, each way every week or flying off around the country to go right. see clients. And after four years, I was tired. Yeah. I was ready to do something a little different. A little bit closer to home. A little bit closer to home. But I was very intrapreneurial in that job. I started okay. a new department in that agency and a new revenue stream. So I felt like I had the skills. And, you know, I, I had been putting off working for myself for a long time. Right. Just because of fear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the one of the biggest things. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. before when I first launched this podcast, we uh, the kind of like to roll it into the the first episode. I did the ten top reasons or ten mm. top excuses that I've used mm. that prevented me from getting started, and like, yeah. you know, fear of just the unknown is Absolutely. like one of the big things. I called it the uh, the what ifs. It's like the what if this happens or what if that Absolutely. happens, and you know. It just is one of those things you just have to just do it and, you know, just do it scared and figure it out along the way. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, about about two years into uh, my consultancy, Mm -hmm. I got a little restless Mm -hmm. and I started thinking about what is what's my exit strategy? What's sort of the next beautiful leap for for me? And I got involved with an artificial intelligence startup and Mm -hmm. I joined as an equity partner. And uh, that was an incredible experience for me. It's it's not turned out to be, you know, the world's most successful startup. They're still in business and, yeah. and doing pretty well. And, you know, I have about 
that much equity in the company. <laughs> but, um, you know, it taught me a lot. Right. It taught me a lot about true startup culture, about pitching to investors, about building product, about technology. And I didn't know anything about artificial intelligence. I'm right. an English major, right? right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I joined to do like marketing and, and, um, account management. And I ended up in charge of product development, which was curious <laughs> yeah, to say right, the least. Right. right? Like, how do you get there? Like, how do you land there? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, long story longer. Um, I hadn't been paid for a while, okay. quite some time. Okay. And it, I, I needed to get paid, man. Of course. So of course. I read this, I read this job description for executive director of Venture Cafe, which looks and feels and operates like a startup. Right. But we had a provable business model. Okay. We had a product I could roll out in the next right. 90 to 120 days, and we had some money in the bank. Right. That checks off a lot of boxes for a startup, right? All right. Now, time out. Time out. Time out. Okay. Because we're going to – I want to get deeper into that. Okay. But uh, – so before we actually get into the like the meat and the potatoes of yeah. the conversation, yeah. can you let the listeners know what gets you started? What gets me started? You know what gets me started is big, hairy problems. Okay. Like the hairier, the better. <laughs> Like almost the, like borderline impossible. Okay. Right. I, I just, I love seeing the way things interconnect and where the okay. white spaces are and where the connections are. Right. Like a hub. Yes. Right. And uh, I tend to think in terms of patterns and themes. Okay. And so when I can, can look at a landscape, like the landscape of a problem mm-hmm. and then be able to say, here's a cohesive answer right that's what gets me going okay the possibilities get me going they just they light me up man okay all right so one thing that i can say for sure is that karen is the most energetic and electric person that i know and <laughs> you. you know she no you like no matter what i have never really seen you like not necessarily down but like yeah in a like a, a mellow or like a like a flattened place you know what i mean it's anything hey. is even if it's like you know like i'll tell you i'll ask you Hey, how's everything going? It's like, it's a lot of stuff going on, but you yeah. are already still at a nine. And it's more of like, like, I'm excited to get through it. I'm tired, yeah. but I'm still like excited to get into this. Yeah, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. And the phrase that I sort of heard coming out of my mouth was, there's joy in the rigor. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I love, I'm a terrible bored person. That's when I totally get in trouble. Right? <laughs> and I, I know that about myself. So I take joy in the work. Right. And and when you when you take joy in the work even when it's complicated, especially when it's complicated, right. that's what helps right. you know, helps you keep keep hammering away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I look at it, I used to be more about the result. Yep. But then I realized once you get to, you get the result, yeah. you kind of fall off because you accomplished it. Right. right? And rather than looking at it as that, it's like if you are if you have like a couple of milestones in place, you know that the journey to get to the first one is, you know, might get you to that point. But when you fall, start falling off and you know that something else is coming up behind it, yeah. you can then, you know, kind of return and kind of push it back up again. So I've realized I've come to terms like over the last couple of months that I need to be more focused on the journey. Yeah. Right. Of how to get there yeah. and just being in love with the grind and yeah. just being in the the dirt, you know yeah. what I mean? Rather yeah. than looking at the highlights and, you know, being able to say, hey, look, look what I did. Like I love the the fact that I can just be able to say like I knew I know for myself that I bust my ass for the yeah. last thirty days and this is what came out of it and I was be able to be profitable and I was able to you know make a return yeah. and and I was able to get other opportunities you know from that situation. That I'm so glad to hear you say that because that is a massive shift and I I want you to make sure that you give yourself credit for making that shift. Okay. There's lots of conversation now about the growth mindset. Right. Right? Yes. And what you're talking about is the growth mindset. Right. It is you you celebrate and reward and take joy in the effort. Right. Yeah, not, exactly. It, not in the results, right. right? Because even if the results if you've tried your absolute hardest, right? Right? There can still be things that aren't going to get you to the results that you want. Exactly. But you've got to reward the effort. Right, exactly. And and that's that's what really motivates people more than results. So yeah. I'm about to I'm going to send up a big warning right, right now I'm about to get really geeky. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, it's fine. <laughs> um so I spent about 4 or 5 years studying 
behavioral economics and social psychology, motivation theory, values modes, change management, right. a bunch of crazy, deep, dense stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, part of what we know about the way people are motivated and the way that they reward, they stick, stay in the game, right, is rewards are addictive to the brain. Okay. Okay? Yes. Now think about that in your business model. Okay. Okay? So if there are a thousand examples of this every day. Like right. I went to a coffee shop this morning. I have a little card, and every time I buy a cup of coffee, I get a punch. Right. That's a reward system. Right, exactly. Right? But here's the problem. The problem is that the brain says, now one stamp on my card is not enough. Right. It's I need to the, get... It's called the hedonic treadmill. Hedonic. Okay. Yep. Okay. Right? And so what happens is now I want two punches on my card. Right. I want more and more rewards for the same behavior. Right. So it's a slippery slope. And we can see this capitalism is on this track. Right. So what happens when we all go Christmas shopping? We wait. The longer we wait, the more we are we know and okay. the more we've been trained that the discounts are. Right. And that yeah, the discounts are coming. And- right. Uh, I think I've seen not necessarily for me because I stopped getting Christmas gifts a long time ago. <laughs> but you know, I've seen where uh, like parents or anyone who would give a gift, they'll give a gift card first, yeah. right, on Christmas Day. Because other than you know not knowing, like okay, like I don't know what you're gonna want. But the thing is, they'll go, they'll go to the mall the day after Christmas. That's one of the busiest sure. times, other than Black Friday or something like that. It's one of the busiest times at the mall because you have the returns of the stuff yep. that you, you know, that you have and, you know, things are going to start going on sale and all these different things. And then now it just like kind of like spikes up again. So here, here's the, here's the corollary to that, which is there are, there are sort of generally two kinds of motivation. Okay. Okay. There's intrinsic motivation, which means I naturally want to do this thing. Okay. Okay. And then there's extrinsic motivation, which is someone needs to reward me for doing that behavior. Okay. Intrinsic motivation is the sticky stuff. Right. That's that's where people are going to grind it out, where people are going to continue to do it without being asked because right. it's meaningful and valuable to them. Okay. But extrinsic motivation are things like these rewards. Yes. Right? And those are slippery and I don't want to say dangerous because they, they work. Right. But you have to be careful at the point where there's a point of diminishing returns. Right. Yeah, because now I won't do you won't get any movement from me exactly. unless I have a reward. That's or, exactly right. And the thing is depending on what the reward is, you know, I don't want that again right. because I, I did it the last time. Exactly. Right. And then it just starts to die down. You and, got it. Yeah. And then it. and then there yeah, I can see I can see the like the rollback yep. and that stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get let's get back on track in terms okay. of the uh in terms of just what Venture Cafe is. Mm-hmm. So you were starting off, but you were saying that you um, got introduced to the idea of Venture Cafe. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they were all had all of the components of an entrepreneurial experience for yourself that yeah. you that you sought. Yeah. And basically, you just needed someone to drive, you know, to basically push it forward. So pick up from there. What happened after? Absolutely. After you seen that you had you know, you, you had a, a business model, there was money behind it, yep. and they just needed you. Because that's what, clearly that's what happened, right? You saw it, you said, <laughs> this needs me, right? So take will, us from there. I will tell you it sounds cheesy, but when I read that job description, I was like, this is going to be the best job in Winston-Salem, and I want it. Right. I have no idea if I'm going to get it. Right. But I want it. Right. <laughs> and, and I stopped everything that I was doing, and I wrote – a cover letter and, you know, polished up my resume. And three hours later I had an interview request and I mean, it went fast. Right. 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 30 days later was like my first day. Like it was crazy. That's awesome. Um, I, I I didn't start venture cafe. We're part of a global network of, of locations around the world. We were the fifth one in the world. Okay. So it's, it's Boston, St. Louis, uh, Miami, Philadelphia, Rotterdam, Sydney, Australia, Tokyo, mm-hmm. and Winston Salem. Wow! Right? Wow! And and I always use my thumb to say Winston Salem when I when I count because <laughs> we're clearly not in the same league yeah. as these other major I cities. I right? Understand. And that's because this chapter, this site, is an experiment. Okay. Right. Um, it is the whole reason 
that we got a venture cafe here is because we had incredible momentum here. Yes. Among the whole triad, not just Winston-Salem. Right. We have an abundance of educational institutions. Yes, we do. Right. Yeah. And, and the diversity, the beautiful diversity of these educational institutions is right. profound. Right? right. Yes. We've got art schools and medical schools and law schools and engineering schools and women's colleges and HBCUs. And, and it's incredible. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah. So we are by far the smallest one, right? but we are making waves. We yes. are growing. We are the second most diverse venture cafe in the world. I mean, I mean is, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not a small feat. Right it there. is not a small feat. And I'll right. tell you what, we only lag Miami and we're never going to catch Miami. I mean, but right? the thing is, but if the craziness, I get that is, but that's only happening because they just have so many people, right? That's just more of, they just have the body count where, Definitely. Where here, I mean, it's like one of those situations, not necessarily quantity over quality, you know, quality over quantity, but we are almost like a microcosm of what a big city looks like mm-hmm. because we have all these institutions. Um, I'm a transplant. Like I moved down here for work um, and just over, like I've noticed when I moved down here that there was just certain things that were taking place that I noticed happened before I moved from Delaware mm-hmm. to come down. And I realized that I was too late in Delaware, you know, and because basically like, I was, you know, I was saying like, I want, you know, you, you kind of want a piece of what's happening, like in terms of, you know, creating, creating something, you know, kind of being a part of something or something like that. Um, the, I always look at it as like the pie is already divvied up. Like everybody already has their piece of the pie. Hmm. And I realized coming down here that some of the same things that I noticed early in Delaware were just starting to happen down here. Nice. Right. And there's, you know, there's, Cultural things that, you know, people just hasn't heard of down here right. or, you know, in terms of, you know, just entrepreneurial things. So just, you know, just a, a vast majority of different things. And I just noticed that, you know, hey, like this is where I need to be in order to like really kind of like dig deep, you know, find my, yeah. my niche and dig deep. You know, and that's where kind of open shot kind of like really kind of try to get its roots. You know, when I talk to startups that we're trying <clears throat> to to pull here. Um, like ones that may graduate from accelerators here that come yeah. from other places. That's one of the things that we talk about is you can come here and be a big deal right. and you can get noticed and you can become a priority for the, for the ecosystem. Yes. You're not going to get, you know, overlooked. Like there's, there's one um, startup founder that created that uh, went through the center for creative economies startup yes. uh, accelerator. And he graduated from the Berkeley school of music, which is essentially the Harvard of music. Right. right. Okay. But he's like, I, I can't get any attention or traction in Boston yeah. because I get overlooked for the Harvard kids and the MIT grads. Right. Right. Now we say to him, come down here. We can connect you with this person and this institution and this investor and these mentors and we'll give you this space. And he's like, I'm feeling the love. Right. Right. Yeah. You can come here yes. and kind of be somebody and right. be something and get, not get overlooked and get the attention and investment. Right. Both time, you know, Investment with money is always tough no matter where you are, right. but we can absolutely help you grow here. Yes. And that's one of the things that I'm excited about. Right. So uh, can we dig in a little bit deeper about what um, Venture Cafe, like kind of like the origin of Venture Cafe? Sure. And I know you mentioned about, you know, how Winston-Salem is more of like a, an experiment. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I think uh, Venture Cafe is coming up on two years, right? Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah. So um, like what? is like the mission of, you know, what is Venture Cafe and Winston-Salem looking to do for mm-hmm. the community yeah. as a whole? So Venture Cafe, our overall mission is, you know, our belief is that innovation is a process to improve the human condition. Okay. Right? Yes. Like that's incredible. Right. And that's what we want to do. And each Venture Cafe is a standalone site. So each Venture Cafe has the the ability to define that as best as its community best needs. Yes. Right. Okay. Here in the triad, what became really clear to me after about a year. Okay. Um, is we have the opportunity here to play at the nexus of entrepreneurship, innovation, and economic mobility. Okay. Okay. Yes. You know, there's been lots of conversation around, but I'll just remind our listeners for Scythe County where Winston Salem is, is the third worst place in the country to escape poverty. Oh, wow. If you are born into poverty here, you have a 4% chance of getting out. Of getting out. And that is unacceptable. Yes, it is. So we are not a social services organization. We're not going to, you know, 
pack food in a backpack and send it home with hungry kids, although that is vital work and must be done. Right. We want to look at entrepreneurship as a path toward more toward improved economic mobility yes. and use innovation tools like design thinking or systems thinking okay. to, to look at those entrenched problems, right. right? While we celebrate innovation of all kinds, whether yes. it's technology or social innovation or civic innovation, right. we want to be the convener of those conversations and help push those topics forward and help okay. push those businesses forward. Okay. And so that's what we do. You know, we, we connect entrepreneurs and innovators. Yes. With one another mm-hmm. and with the resources that they need to start, build, grow, and scale their their businesses. All right. So uh, Venture Cafe down here, just to kind of give a little bit more color, yeah. uh, down here it takes place almost every single Thursday. Yeah. Meaning that, when I say almost, meaning if there is a holiday or something like that. So yeah. essentially, let's just say every Thursday. Yeah. Um, where, you know, there's a open space in the uh, Bailey Power Plant in uh, – an innovation quarter in Winston-Salem where it's like a huge open space and there's essentially programming from I believe like five to it's open from five to 8 PM. Right. Yep. But there might be uh, different programs happening simultaneously throughout it. Yep. Um, and you know, it can be a mixture between uh, social media marketing with LinkedIn or uh, idea tap where, you know, you can practice your pitch, which I did, a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, and just you know, tons of different programs. So, when it comes to programming here and mm-hmm. you know, for Venture Cafe, like what process do you kind of you guys go through to be able to decide, hey, this is what we should provide the community? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, first of all, it gives me a lot of joy to hear you describe it because it's it's always curious to me how other people describe the experience. Right. So, I think you did an awesome job. All right, you know, I'll give I'll. Cut a little snippet, and then you can use it as many times as you, you want. You got it. Done, done, <laughs> done. Absolutely. So programming, you know, we we look at um, a couple of things for programming, several sort of guiding principles. Okay. One is, are we offering up topics that are timely and actionable mm-hmm. and, and push toward our mission? Okay. Right? And part of that mission-driven work is how do we encourage – people to expand on the growth mindset and be yes. motivated to, to learn more. How do we help encourage that self-paced learning? Right. Right. Yes. The other thing that we are really trying to work on too is um, to have an entrepreneurial mindset. Part of having an entrepreneurial mindset is being really comfortable with uncertainty. Okay. Right. Yes. You know that. Yes. So how do we get people a little more comfortable with taking calculated risks? Okay. I'm not talking about being, you know, risky and careless and, yes. you know, just crazy, making crazy. But how do we, how do we get people a little more willing to take risks? Yeah, and that's, that's another yeah, mindset chance, thing. Yeah. Exactly. Take a right. chance. Get, try it. Right. Right. Yes. You might like it. Right. So we also, we're also looking at big themes as well. So things like the digitalization of the workforce. Okay. We are looking at what are the industry clusters that we're trying to build here in the triad? And, and what are those stories? Yeah. What are the tools that, that those industries want to tell? What are the, um, what are the big hairy challenges right. in front of us? We, we want to talk about everything from um, community-driven events. Like uh, we are hosting one of the conversations for community input, community to give their input into what should we be looking for for the new Winston-Salem Forsyth County School Superintendent? Right. Okay. That is a, that is a mission critical hire. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and in my opinion, that new person needs to be entrepreneurial. Right. Driven by innovation. Yes. Because ultimately, in order for us to have improved economic mobility, we have, gonna have to try some different things. Yeah, we have to think outside the box. Exactly. Right? You know, so, exactly. I mean, being the third worst county in the country, I mean, that, kind of pop that may have taken place based off of doing things because that's how we always done it. Right. And it's not necessarily saying, you know, making everything digital, but it's just innovating in the sense of just thinking outside the box. Yeah. And, absolutely. You know, looking at and I think you mentioned this earlier, like looking at the whole problem as mm-hmm. a whole and then seeing how the whole system kind of intacts and yeah. where, you know, making sure that one innov- or one solution to a problem doesn't create another one. Exactly. Right. And it's kind of just having that holistic thinking. 
You, you asked about programming. I'd like to expand on that just yeah, sure. a little bit more. So there are a couple of ways that uh, we also look at programming, which is along the entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. So are we providing you know, actionable, meaningful, high-quality content from step zero yes. all the way across the continuum? Okay. But based on our community's needs, we don't have a lot of late-stage seed B round or seed C round companies that are coming to Venture Cafe, right? right? And we actively ask the members of our community what would be most helpful to you. So we we use a lot of your feedback to guide us on programming. But we also have um, an input, a pipeline, incoming pipeline. So people can apply to be a speaker. Yes. And we will say, we will work with you. We will give you the guidelines, set you up everything you need to be successful. But we are also curating content. Yes. So if we run across, uh, you know, a news story, we meet a new entrepreneur, or uh, just today I I got an email from an entrepreneurship professor that has just got a book published. Right. And we've invited him to come speak about his new model. Right. Right. So we're we're doing a combination of incoming and curation. Right. Yeah. So to expand on the incoming, uh, this this maybe took place maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. So maybe six months into you know Venture Cafe being in the um, in Winston Salem, and the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning how early it is because yeah. it's how instrumental Venture Cafe has been for me personally, right? Where you know you're saying incoming programming, where I you know we were in the process of building an actual um, prototype for what is now Open Shop. Uh, I uh, asked Karen, saying, "Hey, I you know have this idea. I explained the idea on the fly, kind of give her my elevator pitch, and I said I need to get more information from potential customers. Yeah. And I asked her, you know, I was you know kind of shooting, not necessarily shooting for the stars and to land on the moon. I just kind of asked for an inch, right? And then she kind of expanded on that. It's like, no, you can have this and you can have that. And what I asked for was like, if I could do a you know have a table at Venture Cafe in the open space." Where I can, you know, just kind of show people what I have, the idea, kind of, you know, show it off and see if I can get emails, right? So I can start creating an email list. And she was like, well, you know, do you want to get a classroom so you can actually take people through the whole thing in a little bit more detailed and you can get some feedback like right there on the fly? And I wasn't even thinking about it at the time, but, you know, just the, the openness of just, you know, hey, like we have space that we need to fill and, I like what what you're looking to do, so let's just do it. And you know, there was no, hey, like you need to, you know, there was no like, uh, like I need this in order to do that, right? And and it's not to say that I expected that, but it's just having you're not not so used to having a place where you can, you know, where people are just providing value to you and not looking for something in return, right? And I definitely appreciated that of, you know, of yourself, right. And Venture Cafe having that platform where, you know, there's hundreds of people, you know, that are, that may show up depending on what day it is. So, you know, there was a huge amount of information that I was able to kind of be able to get from that, which is then kind of turned into like, our, which, which direction should we go next? Right. And what are the different things that we should do? And, right. and, and that we love being a Petri dish. Right. Right. One of the most important things you can do as an entrepreneur is that con- that constant sense of customer discovery. Yes. Right? And we we love having entrepreneurs come in and test their ideas or walk people through their MVP or their wireframe. Right. Because we know that we have sort of critical mass here of people that are interested in helping. Exactly. Um, it might not always be exactly your demographic, so you can, you know, you, or your right. target audience, so you can you can filter some of that out, but... There's incredible value right, exactly. in in asking and being open to receiving, right. and we love doing that. So right, I'm so glad that was really helpful. No, for no, you. I know. And the thing is, like I said, there's you know I was able to meet you know different business owners, or I was able to meet people who don't have a business but you know want to buy small, right, or want to mm-hmm. you know support local, and you know the just the the exposure alone really kind of like helped like catapult us like forward, right, in a sense that. Hey, this is something that's around, something that's brewing. I want to learn more. And, you know, that just kind of drives you to kind of come back, not necessarily for your own good, you know, for your, for my own stuff, but like then for me to come back to then provide value for someone else. Because there might be another time where another, you know, business owner, someone who's like working on something might come in and do the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, just the support of that is just kind of like, you know, paying it forward. Mm -hmm. It's just something that, 
you can't really force by, you know, by asking people to do it. You have to just kind of like lead by example for that. That's so beautiful. That makes my heart so happy because we, <laughs> we have really tried to, to build that culture of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk about it as coming in with an open mind yes. so you can learn, right. right? And an open heart so you can have conversations and, yeah. and, and open arms, right? right? What can I give and receive? Right, exactly. And that is, that's a beautiful thing. Awesome. That's, that's a beautiful thing. All right, so before we wrap up, let's talk about uh, what is coming up next for Venture Cafe. So we have just celebrated our second birthday. Okay. We had a big celebration. Uh, lots of people came. We had our second annual Most Innovative Companies in the Triad Award, Okay, uh, which was announced. But what we're, we're also really excited about, in, in addition to the Thursday gatherings, is we won a, a small grant right. uh, in association with Piedmont Business Capital. Mm-hmm. And we have opened, actually, this is where we're sitting right now. Okay. Okay. This is the Access Center for Equity and Success. Okay. It is transactional space designed to propel minority and women-owned businesses through certification training, okay. contract matching, okay. and ac- access to capital and one-on-one coaching. Okay. So this, uh, this center, we, we, we're not quite open yet. Give us a couple more no, weeks. Understand, understand. But we started with a big idea, a big vision, and that vision is we would like to see the triad be the most successful minority and women entrepreneur community in the Southeast United States. Wow. Boom. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a that's it's a high goal, you know. Oh that scaled down. <laughs> that's the scale down. And the thing, and the thing, and the thing is now that I think about it, like <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Like, cause I'm pretty sure when you first thought about it, this was like, all right, like you are trying to In the world. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. just trying to create like, you know, this huge this huge thing. So <laughs> I definitely can see where, you know, you're saying like the hey that was scaled down, but yeah. that's still, you know, pretty sizable and you know yeah. that's super awesome and i definitely want to see if i can you know anywhere i could be a part of it in a sense you. you know you know helping out or you know just just being a part of it you know seeing how i can get help or all stuff like that too thank you thank um, you. and i think in a couple of weeks we are going to have another interview uh with the uh, director for the access center right. um right and we're gonna you know get a little bit deeper about what access is and then how Perfect. the plans on helping out with the community so uh, can i tell you one other thing we're excited about uh, go ahead i'm very excitable you no. know that yeah it's fine so we have uh, now three trained facilitators in entrepreneurial mindset okay. curriculum that was developed by the Kauffman Foundation, Okay, Very, like one of the premier entrepreneurial foundations in the country. So this entrepreneurial mindset training is based on eight core concepts, Yes, right? And really, if you think about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur, it doesn't start when you look at, can I write a business plan? Yes, exactly. It doesn't even start with, I have an idea. It starts with the softer skills, right? Okay. It, do yeah. I, my self-awareness, like what am I made up of? Yes. It, am I going to, do I sort of have the emotional and psychological makeup right. to be a successful entrepreneur? Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the first eight core concepts of this curriculum is about choice. Okay. Okay. And the way you look at and frame the world. Do you choose to look at the world and accept it for the way that it is? Or do you choose to look at the world and try to create it in the in the way that you want it to be? Right. Okay. Guess what? Guess yes. which one is the entrepreneurial mindset? How you want it to be. Exactly. Some, right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So not everybody thinks that way. Right. So that's fine. My, I'm assuming absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. No, it's totally fine. It right. takes all of the above. Right. So I uh, I use this example of me and my wife. Okay. I'm very entrepreneurial. I'm I'm more comfortable with taking risks. Mm-hmm. I'm happier when I'm creating. Not maintaining. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Process and details drive me crazy. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, likes predictability. Okay. She likes routine. She likes process. She yes. likes knowing what's coming next. Right. I could never do her job. Right. And she could never do my job. Right. But we need all of them. Yes, exactly. We need all of them. Right. So, yeah, we're excited to bring this entrepreneurial mindset training to Winston-Salem. Okay. And we are going to be launching that, um, thinking later this summer, maybe this early, early fall. Okay. And it's going to be what I consider to be step zero. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Right. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you have to, you know, in order to make a change, you kind of have to just peel back that onion, I guess, and yeah. kind of get to that core of what, you know, you can get as far back as you possibly can, then it starts to spill over into other places, right? So yeah. I definitely get that. 
Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. Awesome. And then we're going to wrap things up. Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up our conversation about Venture Cafe and, you know, kind of why Venture Cafe is, like, is what it is and what it means to the Winston-Salem community and the triad. All right, so what we're going to do is go into our wrap-up segment called uh, Concept Startup Growth, uh, where it's basically supposed to be actual advice that we give to our listeners. But what I want to do, uh, since this whole month of May, we're kind of focusing on community-based programming, I kind of want to have, like, kind of ask you the same question I'm asking everyone else that's mm-hmm. been talking so we can try to hear different ways that the same question is being answered. Absolutely. All right. So let's kind of look at this from the framework of someone who is starting a business okay. right? or they already have their idea. And that could be, they already anywhere. have an idea. They already have an idea. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into concept, which is coming about planning. Mm-hmm. So how does, you know, and you can use it within the lens of venture cafe. Mm-hmm. So how does venture cafe can help you in this planning process? Yep. So Venture Cafe, we don't have a curriculum, okay. right? You can't come in and earn a certificate in anything. It's not an accelerator. Right. So you can't, you know, you're not going to graduate in nine weeks right, and exactly. right, yeah. have a business plan. But the, the beautiful thing about Venture Cafe is you can come in at any phase yes. in your process. Right. Pre-concept, growth phase, looking for investment. Chances are that you're going to learn something through okay. the programming or meet someone okay. who's going to be able to help you get to the next level. Okay. Right. The other thing that we can do is connect you with the resources. Okay. People ask me all the time, how do I get started? How do I get started? I'm like, how much time do you have? Right. right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. it's, it's not a five second answer. Right. Um, so if, if you're in the concept phase and you already have an idea, to me, one of the most important things that you can do is test that idea. Okay. Right. Yes. It's, it's a great idea in your head. Right. But. What do your customers think? Is that a problem that they really have? Right. You got to say it out loud. You got to get it in front of everybody. Right? And, and you know it. what? You have to be willing to hear it's not. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, that definitely happened to me yeah. during, uh, during my uh, customer discovery phase where, you know, I was saying, uh, had an idea of how to, you know, how to expand on certain things. And they were like, I don't think this is where the value is. I think the value is more on finding, you know, businesses that are local to my area and be able to purchase it right then and there. Yeah. Right. And that's what I was like. It was not saying it's a bad idea, but let's take it, put it to the side first. Right. And then come in and bring it in. So yeah. I could definitely see where that kind of came into play. Exactly. And, and to me, you've got to, you've got to validate the idea first. Yes. Like that's the, that to me is the whole concept. First part of the whole concept phase. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go into startup. So let's this can be about executing that plan or, okay. you know, you have those resources and you're able to say, all right, now I was able to either get it down on paper or mm-hmm. create a wireframe or, mm-hmm. you know, or did my customer discovery? How, mm-hmm. how can we kind of look into the executing or mm-hmm. how can uh, Venture Cafe or how do you see it? Venture Cafe helping us out with that. Absolutely. So I think your story earlier about executing was great, right? We love to be a Petri dish. Yes. Come in and show us what you're building, right? Come in and get some of that customer feedback it's sometimes important, as you just said, to talk it out. Yes. Sometimes when you hear yourself describing your product, you're like, mm, first of all, maybe that's not quite the right idea. You yeah. might get that feedback. Right. But it also helps you with the language that you're using, the, the way you're pitching. Right. Right. Here's, here's my thinking on executing. Right. It's so easy sometimes for us to get caught up in the planning. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy because you can really dive deep into who's my market, what yes. are my financial projections. Yes. And all of that work has to be done. Yes, it does. But you have to do it in tandem with building your product. Right. And your product has to be iterative. And that's my best advice on execution is don't be afraid of incremental progress. Okay. Iterate, test, prototype, go back and improve. Yes, that that circle, that that, basically that loop of, okay. Exactly, exactly. Because there are... Things that you think you might be sure of, yes, that just aren't going to be right. Right, yeah, and things that make sense in your head, but yeah. once you have to explain it, you know, or get it into a place where, um, for instance, um, one of the main things for Open Shop that mm-hmm. I realized is that I was trying to coin a term of geo commerce, mm-hmm. right, and uh, essentially it was, like, I was depending on how I wrote it, like I made the, the E capital and all the stuff like that, trying to just coin this phrase of. You know, open shop is going to be, you know, you can find different businesses based off their location where it's kind of simple, just geo commerce. But 
since it isn't a thing yet, mm. right? And I don't have a place where I have the uh, like the the full reach or or, or kind of be uh, an authority in that space yet. Right. Most people are saying, "Well, why are you saying it?" Like you know, they're they're harping on to the wrong thing. So I realized I had to just kind of change it, and then not necessarily I don't want to say dumb it down, but I just had to make it where it was digestible. Mm. And I realized it's like the same way how people say you can't use the actual word and the definition when yeah. trying to describe it. So it kind of turned it into uh, basically a digital mall for small businesses, Much right? More Which, approachable. Right, it just makes it a lot more approachable. Yeah. And then when and I realized that it's not saying geo commerce is a wrong thing, but I have to, maybe I can use that for if I'm talking to an investor mm. rather than someone who is a potential client or a consumer. Yep. Right. So that definitely is something that I kind of like learned to pick up from that. The other thing on, on execute is don't feel like you have to have it perfect yes. before you put it in front of your customers. Oh, man. Like, I know. I, I, know. I am, You're talking to me. <laughs> I know. I know. And you and I have had this conversation many times before, right. but like there is such value in creating MVPs, minimum yes. viable products. Right. right? And Part of the discipline around that is to keep it minimum as possible. As possible. Right. Right. And yeah. then that's where the iterative process comes in. You can yeah. add in more bells and whistles, but right. speed to market, getting it right. Yes. Do the work. Getting it tolerable, I like to say. It's just right? like enough where people say, like, all right, I get where they're going and yeah. now I'm gonna stick with it. Yes. Right. Anything is that's where all the, the transparency kind of really kind of comes into play of just kind of laying it all out there and letting people decide from that rather than trying to fake it until you make yeah. it right. Yeah. You're saying like, Hey, it, we can do all this then the third and you know, the, you open it up and it's crap, you know? So you don't want to get to that point. You exactly. just want to be able to say, Hey, look, here's my life to bear. This is what I'm, this is what I'm looking to do. Come on this journey with me. Yes. Right. And then we kind of go from there. Yes. All right. So the last section is growth and this is about adapting or maintaining once you kind of like, um, you execute that plan and after you mm. and after you kind of plan that process. So let's kind of dig into adapting or maintaining. I think adapting and maintaining are two radically different ideas. Okay. Adapting. And you, and you, you'll be the first person to ever, to ever challenge me on it. And I'm, I don't know what for it. Well, I, he, this is just the way my brain works, right? Yeah. To me, adapting is more agile. Whereas maintaining is I've already got it and I am just, I am keeping it status quo. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not really changing things. Adapting to me says I'm still open. I'm taking input. I'm responding. I'm reacting. Yeah. I'm being proactive. Adapting is the key is might be the key to being an entrepreneur. Right. And, and that is on every level, your product, your service, your business model, your pricing, the way you move through the day. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, adapting, I mean, one of the big words in being an entrepreneur is, is, is pivot. Yes. Right? Yeah. So everybody knows, you know, the old hackneyed examples now of, of Blockbuster and Netflix and yeah. taxi cabs and Uber and yes. Airbnb and, and hotels. Like, they failed to pivot. Right. Or they're being forced to pivot. Yes. And sometimes that can drive innovation as well. But, you know, if, if you are truly out there identifying problems that need to be solved that forces the market to adapt okay right yes that's not that's blowing up maintenance right. that's blowing up status okay. quo i see what you're saying i see what yeah. you're saying right okay. okay i have very little patience with status quo no i i do too <laughs> uh, and the thing is and, and the thing is when i created this you know even this format i just realized like you know I just I, I like the idea of kind of like place, placing it in a sense of that's kind of broad, yeah. And then allowing you know like our guests that are coming through to kind of just give us their interpretation, right? Mm -hmm. I actually had a, a previous interview where they got me to change my my line of thinking of saying my customers to my clients mm -hmm. because they were just saying how customers buy every two to three years and clients buy every two to three months, and just having that mindset of what kind of goes into creating, making someone a client versus yeah. a customer. Yeah. And like that kind of just adds a whole, a lot of the qualitative things that are need that are needed to really kind of drive that value for this person to mm. really latch on to your brand or, you know, really be loyal to your business or to whatever service that you might have. So that's why I, I kind of like, you know, just the, just that open mentality. I'm, and the thing is I might stop saying maintain from here on out 
from all of the different things. So, you know, I definitely want to be able to leave with things and be able to kind of say, hey, you know, we were able to grow and be able to adapt. There you all go. Right. So, all right. So that is uh, concept startup growth. And now, Karen, what we're going to do is go into hashtag comfort zone killer, which is our call to action for our listeners to keep them motivated throughout the week until the next episode of yep. Open Up Shop. Awesome. All right. So this can be a quote. This can be anything that you like. Uh, you know, just going to just help really kind of help push and kind of help drive our listeners. What do you have for us? Hashtag question everything. Okay. That's my short answer. And okay. I'll, te- I'll tell you what I recently read that made me go, holy crap, is this company doing it the right way? Okay. Adidas shoes. Yes. So not only in the past few years have they transformed ocean plastic into, yes. tr- into shoes, and they have worked with Carbon 3D to do 3D printed soles. I did see that. That's, I did see that. Check I, out and, that. And, 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 check out that YouTube video. Yeah. Carbon 3D and Adidas, like it's I, incredible. Actually, and I seem to expand on that. And I'm hopefully I'm not jumping ahead. Go right ahead. But uh, for 3D printing, they I think it's a place in I think I'm in France or in England. Yeah. Where you can go into the Adidas shop and design your shoes right then and there. Come back three hours later, and it's 3D Boom. printed and it's ready to go for you it's to beautiful. leave. Beautiful. And it's a one of one. And but but watch this. Listen to this, man. This is where it gets bigger, <clears throat> mind blowingly bigger. So they have a whole like innovation works inside Adidas and it's called Future Craft. And they have a new shoe that they're testing right now called the Loop. The Loop. Yep. Future Craft Loop. You can YouTube it. Okay. Great article about it. Um, What they said to themselves is they question everything. One, how many materials are we actually using in our shoes? How can we create a shoe that is made out of one recyclable material? Okay. And then they said, what if ownership of shoes is not a thing? You basically rent shoes and we sell it back to you after we recycle it. So imagine that you go to an Adidas store okay. and you buy your first generation of loop shoes. Okay. Okay. Loop. I'm, I'm following. I'm, loop, I'm like, I'm, loop you might, if you're looking at the video, my face is like. I'm like trying to grasp it. And it's I, screnched up. It's, yeah, and, I'm, just, and I'm, 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 I'm open for it. So keep no, going. it's profoundly, it's right. profound, it's questioning everything. Yes, so it they're is. even questioning their business model. Okay, they're a product company. Shoes. Yeah, we all take buying shoes for granted. Right. But what if you went in and you bought a glistening white pair of Adidas Loop shoes? Okay, it's made from one recyclable polymer. You wear them um, six months a year, whatever, and then you know they're kind of getting. Maybe a little dirty or right. they're getting a little run down. Yeah. Your foot has grown, whatever. Right. You ship it back. Okay. They grind it up. They make you a new shoe and they ship it back to you. And now you've got Loop Generation 2.0. Wow. And you just keep doing that. And you know what? Instead of buying that shoe, maybe you're paying 15 bucks a month. <laughs> See, I was, and the thing is, in my right? mind, I'm always looking at the opportunity and creating a... Uh, like a service like that, like, you know, kind of creating a um, subscription model like that. Yeah. It's just so more like it's a hell of a lot more sustainable in the long run rather than saying, hey, like you might buy one pair of shoes that and, and it's kind of expensive because you're buying them at one point in time. Right. Right. And you are a customer where you now you're coming back every two to three years to buy a new shoe because it's like hey, it still works. Why not? But if, if I pay ten dollars, fifteen dollars a month. And maybe a shipping fee every, you know, every couple of months that I, I may be more willing to do that because, you know, the the market's already been tested. You know, everyone sure. like I thought when Netflix came out, I was like, there's no way people would do a subscription. Right. And wow. now people have five. Right. Yeah. Or, and at least at least and I, and I say anybody having a subscription, meaning in the like the video space. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because you already have like your cable, like your you know, conventional cable and stuff like that. But now I'm, I think I was talking to somebody last week and they had, so they have five. They have Netflix. They have Hulu. They have HBO Go because mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is back or something. And, you know, they have all these different things. And they were like, I never thought I would ever do that. And now it's like, who, where would you be? If you didn't have, you know, these things. So I like that. I mean, and I, I like the whole concept that where, you know, maybe now you have a couple of different models of, or a couple of different colorways of the loop shoe. And then just like, all right, well, here's my full pair or here's yeah. my spring pair. And 
different things like that. But you're, I mean, you're talking, yeah. you're talking yeah. about financial sustainability. Right. So like MRR or monthly recurring revenue is, yes. is like cash flow when you're in a startup is exactly. everything. Right. Right. Yes. So that subscription model is, is super sexy. But the other thing that's really sustainable about this particular idea is it doesn't waste any materials. Right. It's environmentally sustainable exactly. too. Cause it's and that's a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. Now I think about Isn't it. That like, cool? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's very cool. That's cool. And and Adidas has always been, you know, kind of behind, you know, kind of trailing and stuff like that. But not anymore. Yeah, now they're like really pushing, like really pushing the envelope. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Okay. So that is another episode of Open Up Shop with Karen Barnes from Venture Cafe. Karen, can you let everybody know where they can find you and learn more about Venture Cafe? Absolutely. You can find us on the web at venturecafewinstonsalem.org and on social media at at Venture Cafe WS. And okay. we're everywhere. You can't miss us. Okay. All right. So I really do appreciate your time. And, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking uh, you know time out of your Friday because we're recording this on Friday. Right. It's all good. You know, and just for having this conversation with me. And I really do appreciate it. And you know what? Thank you for being such a vibrant and giving member of the Venture Cafe community. I like, appreciate I, it. I love the energy that you bring. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity to, to talk and share our story. And, you know, the progress that I've seen you make in, in the last two years yes. is nothing short of remarkable. And I hope that you feel really good about that. No. And you actually recognize the progress that you've made. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Sometimes I beat myself up, but it's just not necessarily of a, I think it's more of the millennial thing of just like, it's not happening yet. But mm. then like I told you, I'm just starting to get into that mindset of just enjoying the journey and not yeah. necessarily of what the end result is. So yep. I'm definitely kind of like training myself of, you know, almost 30 years of thinking one way and yeah. kind of being a place where it's like, it's not about like the, the gold medal, right? It's more about, you know, when you're running that 400 meters, like is your form perfect and you know, different things of, of that stuff. So I really do appreciate it. And thank Look you at for you that. and your wisdom. I'm trying. I love it. I'm trying. All right. So uh, for the listeners out there, tune in next week uh, for your weekly dose of make it happen. But in the meantime, you can learn more about, the journey by following me at EA the exec on all platforms and learn more about open shop at open shop us on all platforms as well. And openshop.com. Now go get your journey started and build your idea project or business. But just remember all you have to do is open up shop. Peace. <laughs>